Hi, and welcome to That's Myrony podcast. My name's Alicia, along with my co-host Todd, and we're going to explore what exactly is Myrony. Well, Myrony, or my irony, are those crazy coincidences that happen in life that you just can't explain. It's also another word for sign or synchronicity. We've all experienced these throughout our lives, but what if you started paying closer attention to your Myronies? What if you started connecting the dots, or as we like to say, follow the spiritual breadcrumbs that could have an impact so big it changes your life forever, not to mention the lives of others. Now, that's Myrony. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to That's Myrony podcast with Alicia and myself, Todd. Uh, we want to roll right back into the part two of this series of how we met. And I want you to pay, pay special attention to how many synchronicities or myronies happen because you can't make this stuff up. The, the, there's so many between the two of us individually and then collectively. And, and it's not just having them listen to our stories just to hear our stories, but to help them find their own stories and find their spiritual breadcrumbs so they can connect the dots of life. Yeah, because sometimes the breadcrumbs is literally like a crumb. And then every now and again, you get like a nice big loaf of bread. Yeah, yeah. And a crouton <laughs> in between. Yeah, crouton, you know. <laughs> sometimes those giant croutons are just Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. <laughs> they got a little cheese on them. <laughs> but go ahead. Let's continue. Let's okay. continue this. So on my side of the world, which was now the East Coast, um, after my restaurant closed and I was beyond heartbroken and, you know, like everything that was happening. Again, you got to listen to episode one to hear that crazy story. Yeah, that's nuts. But this was after my mom passed away and I was just trying to find myself. Um, after owning a restaurant and then working for a uh, corporate restaurant chain, I decided I needed to get out of the restaurant business. It kind of like chewed me up, spit me out. I needed to get out. It's tough business. Yeah, it is. But yeah. I still love it. And again, all of this is BT. <laughs> this is before talk. Yeah, it's BT. There we go. <laughs> Not ET, BT. <laughs> so um, I was in uh, Bethesda, Maryland, which is outside of Washington, D.C., and there was this one very, very pivotal moment. I was going to this restaurant bar. Uh, it was a brew pub, actually, Rock Bottom. And I, surprisingly, am a very shy person. I was one of those people who never liked to go to places by myself. Hmm, that is surprising. Yeah, I, I, I was really scared. I didn't like, I didn't like anything, talking, nothing. So anyway, I... Um, was outside of rock bottom and it's kind of like that feeling like I, I went, I wanted to go in, but I was scared. So I get out of my car and I was like, no, I don't want to go in by myself. And then I get back in my car and there was this voice feeling strongest inclination, go inside. Now, if you remember from the first episode when I chose to go against the signs of going to the party that then is how my whole life fell apart when my ex-husband left me for this woman, like I tr always said I would never go against that gut instinct ever again. Now, can I ask you a question? Yeah. You're in the car, right? Mm -hmm. So you're sitting in the parking lot in front of Rock Bottom? I was, so it's Rock Bottom and then it was a, it was like parallel parking, whatever, like okay. right, I was like right across from but it. You're, yeah. But you're there and you're seeing it. And when you hear this, do you automatically do what I do or maybe what an average normal person does and that's turn around and go, who said that? <laughs> or is the radio on things that does that hit you or, or, or are you already aware that this is an inside inner? It was, that was an inside inner knowing. Wow. I believed it was um, at that point, there were a lot of major spiritual things that have happened, and that's going to be in later episodes. Okay, so you knew it. Okay. But um, I actually, I already knew at this point that I had medium tendencies, um, which is kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, more interesting oh, Maybe I'll have you tell my fortune after the show. Okay. <laughs> I got to tap into a dead person. <laughs> No, after my dad passed away, um, a lot of my psychic gifts kind of came out, which was 
pretty interesting. And so that's another episode. But um, that knowing was just so strong that I knew I needed to just go inside. So I went inside and that's how I ended up meeting one of my future best friends. And my, uh, my now new best friend, Kristen was uh, actually in, um, she was a finance manager for a Jaguar Land Rover, so for cars. And she says to me, you should sell cars. You know, not that day, you know, like after we got to know each other. She's like, you should sell cars. Well, the funny thing is, and they're actually supposed to be guests on the podcast. Uh, her name is Via. Her and her husband have an incredible soulmate uh, story that we're going to have a series Soulmate September. <laughs> Whole other topic. <laughs> Another topic, but she's actually, she was the spark because she and her husband owned a, a car dealership and uh, she said, you should sell cars. Okay. That makes sense. Cause I was thinking in my head when you said that, it's like, wow, you know, that's not one of those, those statements that, that people say that often. You should sell cars, you should sell cars. But the fact that they own a dealership makes sense because they saw your personality type and they thought you'd be good at it. Yeah. And this, that makes sense. And when, Via said you should sell cars and Kristen said you should sell cars. It was in a matter of like three weeks. So it was a very short period of time. Where two people. Where I heard two people wow. say the same thing. Yeah, and I that's... was kind of saying the same thing to myself. I need to get out of the restaurant business. Yeah. I'm pigeonholed in this. Yeah. What can I do? So I said to my friend, you know, I consider that, but I've always been on the higher end of things, you know, like not that there's anything wrong with selling a Toyota. I had a Toyota at the time. But I was always like, okay, if I could get into a, a higher, high enough line of car, sure, I would consider it. You know, my restaurant was fine dining. So she's like, well, my dealership, Jaguar dealership is dog eat dog. Like you need to know the business before you can come here. She's like, I'd love for you to come here. Because mm. women are not in the car business, which is really shocking to me. I know. There's very, I know. I very few. I think they'd few. be better. <laughs> yeah, that's what every manager says, actually. Yeah. So, um. So she's like, but I know the manager over at Cadillac. I did not know a darn thing about a Cadillac, but I was like, well, okay, sure. So I go over there and it was the best dealership ever because I met up with, um, <laughs> I call him the Jedi master of car sales. He is Michael Jaffe. And he literally, yeah, he, he, he could get anybody to buy a car. He was just awesome. But he took me under his wing. That's funny. And he protected me. And without him, I would not have survived the car business. Yeah, that makes sense. You need a good mentor, especially yeah. when you enter something new and, and car business is tough. So, no, that's great. Yeah, so this was around 2010 because my mom passed away in 2011. And at this time, so I was, I was, I was selling Cadillacs. And then at this time was when I got connected to what I found out was a bad soulmate who ended up having a heroin addiction. Yeah, that was fun. Let I'd say that's a bad soulmate. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really much to judge, but yeah, that one's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. that only lasted three months. <laughs> but you don't know if you don't know, right? But actually, it was the best gift ever because that's what got me out to California. Uh, Tell me more. A family member was, um, this is what I said in the first episode, which you still have to listen to since I was by myself when I recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> I already have. I didn't tell her, but I've already listened. <laughs> But um, I had a family member who was visiting and she saw how lost I was because I had just lost my mom on December of 2011. And now this is like, oh no, it was, uh, it was June or like end of May of 2012. And um, I was just so broken. I had gone through, you know, losing both my parents um, I dealt with chronic pain with fibromyalgia. I had to deal with severe prescription drug um, addiction. Uh, I mean, massive, you know, alcohol abuse, lost the ability to have children when, you know, all at this time. And then my mom passes away. And then financial, you know, destruction, everything. So a complete opposite of what you are taught. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I lose everything. You're the one with the story. I got yeah, my story. I'm like a Seinfeld episode. It's a show about nothing, right? You've got a story. <laughs> I know. Who's someone who's got to bring irony to the world? They got to have some good freaking ironies, right? I mean, literally, my last name's ironic. But, yeah, that helps. But I was just so broken, and I 
did not know, but I had this incredibly strong connection with this person who was so bad for me. And we, we talked about Brian Weiss. So if anybody is connecting to this, read Only Love is Real by Dr. Brian Weiss, and then you will understand. Great book. Yes. Incredible The book. power of soulmates and the different ones we have. Stuff I didn't know anything about prior to meeting you. I, I can honestly say I knew nothing about it whatsoever, but I can honestly say it makes sense. It makes so much sense. Once I read it, once I read it. So anyway, this family member is like, you need a change. And I was like, I actually needed an actual geographical shift. So she said, why don't you move to California? and uh, to San Jose. And um, the funny thing is, is my, my ex-husband, before we got married, we were actually talking about moving to San Jose. Which is really strange because again, this is BT, this is before Todd. Uh, we're sitting next to each other doing this podcast and that's where I was raised and that's where I live and I've lived in San Jose my entire life. Yeah, so what's funny, you know, so I lived in New Jersey, Delaware, this Bethesda, Maryland, outside DC, Baltimore, like just all up and down the East Coast. So anyway, I was so lost and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do it. You know, it, actually it was more like, if you don't do this, you're gonna be disowned from the family because <laughs> you're just, life is going downhill. So in six days, which I do find it funny, in six days I got married, engaged and married, where I planned a wedding in six days. Six days I moved to the opposite coast. <laughs> so you got married and then six days later you moved. Is that what you're saying? Is that what I heard? No. Six is actually my lucky number. But what I was saying is that when I got married, when I was engaged and married, when my dad was dying, it was six days that the wedding was planned. Wow. That's Years fast. later, it was six days that I picked up and moved to, the, to California. Okay. Literally right. just picked up, move. That's, I mean, that's a quick time to move. That is, from thinking country. about it and then to do it? Oh, yeah, no. It's yeah. literally like told, this is what you should do. Okay. One of those days. inner sense knowing things again? No, not at that time. At that, time. that was okay. just pure, okay. like, I'm, give, I'm basically being. Maybe uh, you had a mini spidey sense. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew I had to get out of whatever it was yeah. I was getting my, was you trouble. know. But the funny thing is, is that I was in the process of getting myself out of it. I was actually going to move in with a friend that lived in Baltimore. So yeah. it was actually all thanks to this guy that got me out to California because if my life wasn't falling apart that badly, I would not, I would have just been in Baltimore. Sure. Sure. Because it's really it was hard it's to what you move knew. across the country. That's right. It's what especially you knew. without a job. Yeah. Well, yeah, having a job helps. <laughs> so then it gets even funnier. So I move across the country and I get a little bit of time, you know, to figure things out. But I sold Cadillacs. I should sell Cadillacs, right? So one thing I do, I'm good at this business. I was told I was one of the best. Sorry, I mean that that's what people told me, but it's true. <laughs> I mean, if it's true, it's true, right? It's if it's true, not true, true, you're lying, but it's true. So I would go by the dealership and it was almost like, I would almost like hiss at it. Like, you know, like stay away, stay away. Can't go near, go, can't go to Cadillac. And I didn't see the market for Cadillac. I saw definitely more of a market of a European car market, but it was just so funny. I could not go. And my mentor, the Jedi master, he was like, he called the dealership and he calls me. He's like, why haven't you been there? I was like, I'm not supposed to sell Cadillacs. <laughs> so then, funny thing, Craigslist. I started looking. Um, I started looking online, and I see this ad for selling Jaguars. But they didn't have Land Rover. So Jaguar, Land Rover are sister companies, and they usually are sold together. Yeah. And the funny thing is, it was actually the Land Rover was a Land Rover LR3 that the navigation would not take me to the party. So it's really kind of funny how yeah, it's all. You're going back to your original story, right? Oh, yeah. Sorry. My original <laughs> story when my navigation sent me would not take me to this party and I ignored that sign. So you have to go back to episode one. But because I ignored that sign, that is when my life fell apart from that moment on. So I found it very funny that. You fast forward, you're in a Range Rover and the GPS system's not working. It's not allowing you to get there. Yeah. Way back in 2005. And now here I am applying for a job for Jaguar, but they don't have Land Rover. Right. So I call my friend who got me in the car business. I said, they only have Jag. Is, is Jag a strong enough company? She's like, oh yeah, they're, they're really strong. Go. 
So I go and I, and I get this job. And what's interesting is I found out that um, they had been searching for somebody for months. It wasn't like they just put the ad and I walked through the door. Oh, oh, okay. And this was how I met the amazing Phil Bogle, <laughs> which hopefully we'll have Phil on. There's another breadcrumb. Or a big, maybe a big crouton. You no, know, like loaf of bread. <laughs> yeah, probably a loaf. So, so anyway, I, I have this incredible uh, friendship uh, with the with the manager, the sales manager, and I loved working at this dealership. And let's and let's go back real quick. Is uh, your friend back east who had the Jaguar dealership? She said it's very difficult to just hire. They won't hire anybody off the street. They look for somebody who really understands the car business because you're dealing with a sophisticated client. Yeah. And so, which makes sense why the San Jose Jag dealer uh, had that ad in there for so long. And you you arrive on their doorstep somebody who's got now experience in a high-end market because you did Cadillacs. So you're the answer to their prayers. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, because it, it makes sense. It's just these little dots that if we, you can glaze over them, but when you pay attention to them, they're big. Oh, yeah. They're big. They're, they're meaningful. They're just not coincidences, as people call them. They're myronies because it's your story. It's your ironies. That's okay. exactly it. I don't want to cut you off, and but so I wanted to pinpoint that And then that it's out. funny because when I was selling cars, I always knew that was just my stepping stone. I was being asked okay. if I wanted to go into the finance side, and I was like, no, there's something more. There's something more. that I, I didn't know what it was at the time. And so um, the dealership actually ended up being sold to another family. So this one dealership which was like an amazing family. It was then sold and that was when the culture changed. Right. So my boss retired, a whole bunch of people retired. And, um, and, and actually the funny thing is, is the last day of the dealership was on October 5th, which was my dad's birthday and was also the day he had, we had his memorial. And what's really strange is is I'm going to just paint this picture real quick before you before you fast forward, uh, because that whole story she talked about the San Jose dealership and the and and the transfer of ownership and the changes and all of that, I know every bit of that story probably even more than you so because I insured the owner, <laughs> and, and, and so <laughs> and of course Phil Bogle who hired you, uh, so it is very strange how she gets wrapped up in into this world, and I understand. I, I know everything. She's oh, talking you knew about. Norm. Oh yes. Oh my God. But I, oh. I but I knew Mr. Robertson. Oh. And so, and he was the one who passed away. But yes, that's okay. a whole other story. Okay. Um, but it's just again the myronies constantly are teeing themselves up because this is all BT again before Todd. <laughs> yes, yes, and we're almost getting to. I know it sounds like a long story, but I mean, it, again, it's all about paying attention to the little things that turn into bigger things that turn into bigger things and everything just keeps growing. Mm -hmm. uh, but if one of those things gets out of whack, something else has to happen to either circle people back or you just miss the, the entire potentiality of what that, you know, the yellow brick road would finally unfold for you. You just, you'd be on the orange brick road. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So it was funny when the dealership was sold to this other family, which the other family is wonderful, yeah. but the culture changed. And that was when Jaguar and Land Rover came back together. Yep. So now I'm selling Land Rovers, which I found very funny since, you know, I used to own one when I had the restaurant. GPS got better though. So GPS right. got better. <laughs> Actually, that GPS was awesome because it was trying to tell me, don't go to this damn party. <laughs> Yeah, see, it but it all worked. had to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, when this happened, I was just like, I got to get out of this. So then I had this opportunity um, to go down a, di a different road um, for another uh, another project, and that was taking too long. And so I was like, okay, I got to do something. And I was always told I should sell real estate. So I was like, okay, real estate. That sounds cool. So I was studying to get my real estate license. And I was set to get my real estate license, take the test in January of 2016. So then I have a friend who I totally met by chance also, won't go into all that, but he's like, you should sell insurance, life insurance. And I was like, hmm, 
why should I do this? And, and that was that level of knowing is like, okay, you, with, with a real estate, you're at the beck and call of your client. With life insurance, you can create your own schedule and so you can do other things. And at this point, I already knew Myrony was meant to come out to the world. So I knew I couldn't, I couldn't like pigeonhole myself in a, in a job that I could never get out of to actually make this happen whenever that was supposed to be. So obviously it was after meeting you. But I did insurance. I did life insurance for an entire year. And then I go and have lunch with my very good friend, Phil Bogle. And the general manager. The general, yes, the, well, the sales manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah of, of the Jaguar dealership. But he retired when this other, when the other dealership and, and I will, transition I, happened. I want to interject here again to paint this picture. I've known Phil for probably 25 years. <laughs> My mom and dad bought Jaguars from Phil. He was over in Santa Cruz at the time. Uh, and Phil's been a long client of mine uh, for, for years. And we became extremely good friends uh, with the family and my wife and his wife and his kids. I've insured his kids. I've known his kids since they were toddlers. Wow. I mean, it is, it is crazy how the synchronicities and the myronies keep popping up. And yet we haven't met <laughs> <laughs> again, BT. Yes. So, so we're, we're, we're getting there because what happened was Phil says the funniest thing to me. He says, Alicia, you need to meet my friend, Larry. This is how he described him. <laughs> Larry is in his late seventies. He's this white Catholic guy, but all he does is sell insurance through black churches. Check, check, check. It's all accurate. <laughs> and I will admit, I'm not a very religious person. I'm an extremely spiritual person. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm not racist at all. Like, I don't think anything, I, I think we're all the same. But it was the weirdest thing. It was actually more on the religion side. Like, why would I want to work with somebody that's only working with churches? That's my irony, actually. So the same thing with your, uh, with the video you had to create. This would not leave me for like three uh, months. Yeah. And it was even one time I called Phil and I was like, hey, Phil, I think I'm supposed to meet your friend. Can you set it up? And he totally forgot. And another month passes. And I'm like, wow. Phil, I don't know what it is, but I'm supposed to meet your friend. So I meet Larry. That's crazy. Well, in fact, let me, I'm going to give you a little backstory on that too, just so people can understand how this, not that part happened because Phil knew Larry and Phil knew what, what, what my father, Larry's my father was doing. But I'm going to, to paint a broader picture for people, uh, I call my dad the white light. They must call you the white lightning. I, I made that term up. But because here he is, he's up in Oakland, California, and he's meeting with all these pastors. But my dad spent three years breaking into that market, talking to these pastors. I'm like, Pops, what are you doing wasting so much time? If they don't want you, they don't want you. They don't trust you, maybe. You're white. They're not. Um, he's like, I don't know. I just got to keep going. I just got to keep going. And that's my well, dad. Well, and you know the where he got the inspiration, the story. Please so add. that's what's even more amazing is it was a God-inspired idea in his. He was in church when it hit him. Yeah, that's To right. go to the churches. That's right. And pre primarily the black churches. That's exactly right. And, and, and since then, it's after that three years, they now they absolutely love him. Oh they, yeah, he is he is their brother. He doesn't Damn. get it. They don't get it. Nobody gets it. The, and insurance people that that work up there, they don't get it. They're like, how did you let this white guy in? But he loves them. I mean, these uh, are these are some of his best friends. He oh loves yeah, and they're them. the most amazing people. And I have such incredible <clears throat> friendships now because of this. Yeah, and. I find it funny because I believe I was put into this world because I will admit I was a little judgmental about overly religious people. <laughs> I we will admit it. I was not a big fan of Bible thumpers, but you know what? I absolutely love everybody for who they are. And so it, it really allowed me to become a much more humble person in that. And I got to see a side of the world that I, or a culture that I never would have been ever have the opportunity. Me too. So anyway, when I, when I had this, when I met Larry, it was like this immediate like kinship, like it was just so funny. Um, 
So I was going to places, so Oakland, California, not the nicest area, certain parts, but like where we were going is seriously like zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to the high end areas. It's just, you're going to the places that, to help the people. Yeah. yeah. And it's so funny because your dad's like dressed to the nines, like your dad knows how to dress. So it was yeah. just so, which actually the pastors love, they, they like had their own. Got a nice car. <laughs> He's always looks good. It's just he's always been that. It way. was just so funny though because I would be like, you know, the the ride on in Disney Disneyland, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Oh, yeah. I'm like it's Mr. Courtney's Wild <laughs> Ride. Like it was some of the craziest stuff ever. Which we'll go into. We're gonna have your dad on at some point. That will be some. That'll be some funny ironies there. But anyway, it was it. What I actually believe why I was working with the churches besides the people I was supposed to meet why I met Larry was to meet you, but it was also how I got over my fear of public speaking because I yeah. had to give these presentations. Yeah. In front of all the parishioners, all, all the of, people there. Yeah. yeah, so it was pretty funny. I look at it as a God was like, because wicked sense of humor. Like, I'm going to have you see something, get over a few fears, and also understand what it feels like potentially from another perspective because we were always like, Sometimes the only two white people amongst sure, hundreds. Sure. But it was also, there was no division. It was one of the most beautiful things I've ever, I was ever a part of. And, and, this, and, and this was probably going on for three years? Uh, the, the, well, I met Larry in February of 17. Okay, okay. So yeah, yeah so yeah. three years. So about three years. And, and then it was that it was after Easter. It was because your dad invited right. me. Right. And then it was right after that. that and, and let me let me paint another picture now because at, at, at the um, our, our last episode, we talked about how we really got to know each other on that drive to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So during this three year period or two and a half year period, or maybe the first two year period, I'd always see her in the office, you know, walking in or walking out. But my my office and my dad's office were opposite sides of the building. So I just see her walk across the parking lot, sometimes come in and it just, you know, again, everybody's busy in their own world working. So we never really got a chance to have any reasonably deep conversations. Yeah. And, and so all of that happened in order for us to meet that one faithful day on that card ride to San Francisco. Yeah. All because Spidey son said, tell you about Brian Weiss yeah. and Myrony. Yeah. And then here we are start doing this podcast. Right. And then, so the funny thing is, is that I remember you have read the books and um, you're like, oh my God, this is incredible. And then <laughs> you started seeing the Myronies. Yeah. And they started coming pretty hard for you. But we're, we're going to go into Laurel and Jackson in just a moment. Because, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But the other really funny thing that happened was uh, because I worked with the churches, a very, very good friend uh, by the name of Jacqueline, which I still find funny, Jackie, Jacqueline. There's My a wife's lot of, name is Jackie. Yeah. Her dad's <laughs> name was Jack. <laughs> Yeah, my dad's name was Jack. Right, right. <laughs> There's a lot of Jack going around. but These myronies don't add. <laughs> <laughs> it was because um, we were at this one church in Oakland, and my friend, well, my now friend, she was a client first. She didn't even go to this church. Her brother, the day that, we, that Larry and I were going to be there, called her up that morning and said, you're coming to church with us. And that's how Jacqueline, <laughs> how I met Jacqueline. Now it gets even funnier because in addition to your dad and I, there were two other insurance agents because it was like one of those big mega churches. Yeah. So we had four different tables and I would be the one to decide who gets what leads to call. Okay. But I had spoken to her briefly. And so I put, okay, Alicia spoke to her and that's how I got, got her. And oh, she's also a school teacher too. <laughs> But anyway, I ended up having this incredible connection with her immediately where, you know, she was a client, but um, it was so funny. I did the same thing. I told her about Brian Weiss, <laughs> which is, you never know where, where people are going to be in, in, in their way of thinking. And then later on, she tells me about Landmark. And she actually, chooses she has this feeling that i really need to do the landmark forum and so she you know asked me if i would do it she would sponsor me to do it 
So I do this three day and anybody who has heard of Landmark or I mean, there's people, people say anything they want, but I will tell you Landmark is an incredible tool. I call it a three day boot camp for your soul. If you do do Landmark, do the whole thing. Just like with these Brian Weiss books, read all six. That's how you get an overall picture of everything. And we should probably make sure people realize you're not getting any commission to say that. No, <laughs> I, know. I know. Even on the Brian Weiss books where, where the two of us have probably spent who knows how many, but thousands, we, <laughs> and, and thousands of dollars that I did not have, but apparently I had to give those books because <laughs> I've oh, given over it. 300 of the books away. Wow. wow. Yeah. But, but anyway, it was through Landmark that I, I had this opportunity to see things in a different way. And, and why I'm bringing this up is because this is how our conversation that ultimately brought us together for the podcast happened. Because remember, I asked you if you would be there for uh, the Tuesday evening right. of the forum. Yep. And you were, on a, you were on a skiing trip or whatever. And then you did Tony Robbins. Right. And you want to share about your Tony Robbins experience a little bit there? Well, the Tony Robbins thing, yeah, it was, um, that was fun. I was in, uh, was West Palm Beach and it was his business mastery course. And what my best friend had uh, gave me his seat, which he was a Lion Club member. So it was like second, second row. And, and it was absolutely fantastic. And during that experience, I, I, I just got on this knowing, we'll call it that, where, because I was going through this point where Max Rhymes was starting to become all-consuming. This passion project started be just consuming my life. And I, I, I knew I needed to make a change. I needed to sell the insurance practice because it was getting to a point where I wasn't going to be good at both. There's just not enough time in a day to split me to where I'd be good at both. And I'm not used to not performing. So I needed, something needed to give. And it was actually at that Seminar was a week seminar. I want to say five days or something. Yeah, you were there. It's, it's long. I mean, it's one of those eight a.m.s to twelve p.m. I mean, it's long, but it's fantastic. And one of the days, I think it was day two, I'm, I, we're we're there, and I'm asking. There's a lot of noise going on, and I'm and I'm just asking, okay, God, is it time for me to sell my insurance agency? And I get that. Remember that rush I talked about in the bathroom in the last episode? I got that exact same rush and we're doing that Tony Robbins thing we're jumping up and down and this and that so I'm able to sh I'm able to scream people think I'm probably screaming for, <laughs> for you know you're, you're trying to wake up and stay motivated and there's a reason Tony does this to see to solidify your nerves uh, like something to do with the brain waves and, and by shocking your system and then it bam it becomes part of you and that's what I did but I was screaming it's yes, yes, it's time to sell. I'm selling. I'm doing only Max Rhymes. And, and my body just lit up. So I knew it was right. But so I come back and, and it takes time. You just can't just get rid of a, it's not like selling a car. It, it takes time. And that was February of last year, February yeah. of 2019. Well, yeah. So then what happened was now the funny thing is, is for what, like two years, I kept saying, I don't know what it is, Todd, but I know you're meant to be a part of my reading. I don't, I can't explain right. it. I and know, I don't know you're going through all this, uh, you're doing all these other yeah. things, but I, I just know you're meant to be a part of this if you want to be. And so we, it was March of 2019 and we had decided to get together for lunch. Um, so you could tell me about Tony Robbins and I could tell you about Landmark. Yep. And I remember looking in, my um my bedroom mirror you know the dresser mirror and i said i'm gonna ask todd if he wants to be part of my earning today i just <laughs> feel that so we so i meet you at the office and then then you you say you what you do you remember how how we got to where we got to <laughs> i can't remember okay so i'll continue so it was so funny because you're like, oh, you know, we're going to go to lunch. Most people that have never gone to lunch with this person would be like, where do you want to go? Now I remember. What are you in the mood for? No, you're like, we'll go to the brewery. So you take us to Rock Bottom. Rock Bottom Brewery. Rock right bottom. down the street from my office. So we're sitting in the bar of having lunch, you know, bar tables and whatnot. And it hits me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, oh, holy, like, 
this is where I was when I chose to go in, when I didn't want to go in. It was rock bottom in Bethesda, Maryland. No, yeah. Bethesda, oh, Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. Okay. Kind of and the same I, for West Coast. Yeah. <laughs> Delaware. <laughs> but, um, but I was just like, oh my God, Todd, if this is not a sign to do this together, I don't know what is. And your funniest response, well, you have hit rock bottom quite a few times. <laughs> yeah, she has. She's told me all her stories. And it was it, it was a little a little appropriate, right? Hitting rock bottom, eating at rock bottom. But uh, Well, you know what's even funnier about rock bottom? There's only one rock bottom in the state of Maryland and three in the state of California. Oh, that's, that's And only one in Northern California. Wow. I did and not, that's in I did Campbell, not know California. that. Right down the street from the office. I did not know that. I mean, so yes, what are the freaking odds? So you would think, you would think by, by now, uh, let, let's just go to the, to the That's My Irony tribe, our listeners, and by now they might be going, okay, well, you guys have probably figured it out at, at this point. You, 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 you've connected all these dots, haven't you? No, no. <laughs> I mean, I still got, I got to sell my business. I'm, I'm working on Max Rhymes. I've got the Max Rhymes Foundation. I'm, me and my wife, we're, we're going, you know, pulling our hair out. She wants to do this podcast. And I'm like, oh, man, it sounds cool. But I don't have that much time. I mean, how much time in a day? I got to get rid of the business first. I got to get rid of the business first. There's no way I can stack another thing on. Well, I want to interject. It's really funny how that's my irony came about. Because um, when you agreed to say, yeah, we're going to do this because this is too big of a sign to ignore. I kept saying, myrony is the word. Myrony is the noun. Like, it's not, like, it can't just be myrony. Right. And I was like, that's myrony. Well, the funny thing is, and actually, remember, I just told you we lost the actual, the other domain, but that's okay. I bought that'smyrony.com domain, it's like two years before that. And no idea that it was going to be called That's Myrony. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, we are compelled to do certain things. Sometimes we do it. Sometimes we don't act on them. But if you start listening to that and you just start acting seriously, miracles will show up in your life in the most amazing way. And it's and and, and just to paint a larger picture, just because we're we've noticed and and Alicia and I have figured out how all these dots have connected doesn't mean it's an easy road. No. It doesn't mean <laughs> it's not work. It's it's not effort because going back to the one time the bathroom scene I was telling you about, there was an there was another time where I was I was stressed out of my mind and it was around oh dark 30 I was in bed it was like 5:30 you know when you, I mean, you wake up fall asleep wake up fall asleep one of those in between states now I know which is like a theta delta or theta brainwave state. And I, but I was, I was just stressed. I'm like, again, what am I doing? Why, why, why is this so hard? Why is it taking so long? I got two words. I got two words in my head out loud. Like I'm looking around. Remember I was asking you in the car and you're going, are you looking around? You know, cause you, you know, <laughs> and I'm looking around, who the heck said that? And it said, don't resist. Yeah. And the strangest thing was, and I've read about it before where somebody got, Two words, three words said to them, yet it felt like they got a whole essay downloaded. I won't say a novel because it wasn't that long, but I knew exactly what it meant. I was, I was pushing so hard that I was creating the resistance. I actually like to, like to say, step aside and let God guide. Yeah. Get out of your own way. Yeah, yeah, because sometimes you push too hard, which is really nothing more than a belief that it's not going to happen. Yeah. And I, I got those and two also words. sometimes things have to happen in their own right timing yeah. because otherwise it's not going to happen. Right. We like to push things in human mm -hmm. time, right? Based on our clock, based on what we want to do, based on, you know, all this criteria that we put in the proverbial, proverbial box that we live in. Yeah. And then you gave me, um, or you told me, no, we were in my office. You were talking about Laura Lynn Jackson's book, Signs. This is a little bit after that. And I'm like... Well, well there's a funny story about signs. Well, you're talking. Okay, but hold on. Let me hold this up. Otherwise, I'm going to forget because I'm not that yeah, smart. Yeah. I'll forget. <laughs> I don't have that kind of retention. Um, she's talking, and like she does, so I go to my computer, and I'm, I've already ordered the book <laughs> to be shipped to me because at this point, I have. she's given me every book you have given me has been the right book at the right time 
it, it actually shocks me because I've read hundreds of books <laughs> in this field and I'm going, wow, these books are kind of finishing the puzzle pieces. And so that's kind of why I did the podcast really, uh, truth be told, because I had to start believing her. I, I did. I had to start believing her because every book is like spot on. <laughs> I don't and even, you also saw the freaking irony. I know. I know. I don't even know if I told her that, but that's that's like right out of my mouth right now because that really is the truth. Everything has been spot on, and so okay, well, I, then I got to go with it. Because and that's where I'm going to interject. If anybody is questioning what's going on in their life. <laughs> <laughs> Come join me for my irony mentoring because yes. I I yeah. I have this You should. Know. She she has this her so called spidey sense that is spot on. <laughs> spidey on. It's spidey on, not spot yeah, on. Yeah, so if you're feeling stuck in life, let me help unstick you and, and truly because that's what we're here. We're here to help everyone. And you know, I believe I went through all the pain I did so that I can help others. And so. I believe she went through all the pain she did so she could help me, who hasn't really had a whole lot of pain. I mean, it's weird, right? It's weird. No, okay, so that book arrives. And I have to, I, we have to, I have to finish this. Yeah, yeah, please. I have to tell this story. It, 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 the book is so incredible. Oh. Orlin Jackson, she's a medium. But now I didn't know. I always thought clairvoyant, medium, psychic. I thought those were all the same words, you know, synonyms and synonymous with each of the other words and come to find out there's certain levels of psychics. And this gal, as, as she tells us in the book, uh, signs, she's all, of them. she's like, Oh, she's, she's like off the charts. Amazing. So she, has, she has every psychic gift possible. Yeah. And so, unheard so, of. so I finished this book on a Sunday night and this goes back to, I'm going to say June of 2020. Yeah, right? it was. June 2020. And I think the book just came out. It did. That's what's so funny about it. Yeah. Because. Yeah. And I could get it. Now it's hard to get half the time. My wife, we, we can't get it ordered because so many people order it. But I, I, I read it. And as soon as you start reading it, it's one of those books that you don't want to put down because it's a very interesting read. She talks about her life and who she's helped. And, and just, I'm just, you know, wow. So it's Sunday night. I finish it. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, she talks about how her and her psychic friends have to ask for signs. And I'm like, well, why do you need to ask for signs? You're, you're a psychic. Right, I, that's that's kind of what going through my head. I, mean, I need to ask for it. Doesn't work when you're usually a psychic yourself that you're going to get the same information that you will get for others as you can for yourself. Okay, which makes sense. But here I am, an average Joe, just going, <laughs> just going. Wow. Okay. Well, if she has to ask for a sign. Well, I, I definitely have to ask for a sign, and I know I've I got the scene in the bathroom, and I've got my little two <laughs> words, "Don't resist," and I know, and I keep lying because I say I won't I won't question it, but I do. Um. So I go, okay, I'm going to ask for a sign. I'm going to ask for just something, you know, weird. I, it, again, this is how it, I, all right, this is how it happened. That night I go, all right, I, when I see a moving truck parked in front of my house, that's my sign when it's really time to sell my business. Because keep in mind, even though I got that back in February, well, I got three kids in college. It's not that hard. I mean, not that easy to sell your business, your lifeblood, yeah. something you started from scratch, something that is annuity driven. It just prints money. And I'm like, do I really want to give this up? I'm not making any money on Max Rhymes. I mean, I, it's passion, but it's, it's, believe me, it's, it's, a, it's like owning a boat, right? The best day is the day you get it and the day you get rid of it. <laughs> and so, so it's kind of like that, even though I know I have to go in that direction. So anyway, I asked for the sign. So here's my morning. I, I do my, uh, my meditation when I wake up. I write in my journal. And at the top of the journal that particular day, because I don't know if I'm going to see my sign in two hours, two days, two years. So I write at the top of the journal so I can fan the pages. And I go, uh, I wrote the, that date on there. I still have it. That date. And Laura Lynn Jackson, uh, moving truck. I put some notes like that just so I can fan it and find it really easily. That way when, you know, Oprah interviews me and I'll be able to, <laughs> to pull this out. Right? Yeah. So. So I, I do my morning thing. I go, I walk across my back patio into my garage, which makeshifts as the, my, the Max Rhymes office and my workout room. I come back in, I shower. My father-in-law is living with me at the time. That's why it's, it's easy for me to remember the timeline. So he's living with me and I'm in the kitchen. I'm getting a bowl of like granola. And I hear he's watching The Mule, the Clint Eastwood movie, The Mule. And I'm like, oh, I love Clint Eastwood. He's my favorite actor. So I'm like, well, shoot, I'll watch part of this. I don't need to watch the whole thing. I'll watch part of this. And so I have the, the TVs above the mantle. And then I have two French doors on the right side and the left side of the TV in the fireplace. Mm -hmm. I, I am sitting at the table. 
I've got one I, a spoonful of granola. I, it's about to go in my mouth. <laughs> I'm looking at the TV screen. I look at the right um, French doors out the glass windows, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I guess me goosebumps right now. I know. It's you have so awesome. got to be kidding me. There is a huge truck parked right there. Now, mind you, nobody was moving. There was no support <laughs> sales signs. There's no nothing. It's never, ever happened. I don't even, now going back to how, but anyway, um, how did, how did I get that sign was, was when we talked about it earlier, I think in the first episode, do you get sign? Do you understand the signs? And that particular one, I fully believe just, oh, I know what it was when you were talking about the animation video, mm -hmm. just imagine if the, the leukemia video, I don't know where I got that idea from. Now I know. Yeah, because you have the awareness. It was planted. The, the other side, the spiritual side, God, whatever you want to call it, universe, no, knew the moving truck was going to be there. Yeah. That's what gave me the, the, the thought in my head to put a moving truck. that the moving truck was going to be parked in my house. I would have never thought of that. That's just a weird thing to think about. Well, that's the interesting thing. We can go deeper into that. But like they say, the past, present, and future are all the same. So like we already right. know what's happened or, you know, whatever. But it's really, but what's really funny about uh, Laura Lynn Jackson's book, Signs, is her first book, The Light Between Us, which that is the book that allowed me to understand this gift I have of claircognizance. But she was, Signs hadn't even been released yet when I read uh, the light between us. So wow. you actually read signs before I did. But the irony is, <laughs> is the book is called Signs, the Secret Language of the Universe. Literally a book about irony. Which is funny, which is really funny because you talk about light between us, which you're, you're right. I wrote it second. So as soon as I got that message, I'm like, oh my God. And, and the reason I believe I got my answer so fast is because it's like, listen, you know, dumb, you know what? <laughs> you, you were told back in February in, in Florida uh, to, to sell. It, it's time. Get off your rear and, and get moving. So, I, so as soon as I, that was a Sunday night, that happened Monday morning. Yeah. That I ordered the next book immediately because uh, I had to read the next one and go, okay, well, what is this one about? So the, I finished it. I got it like prime because this was pre-COVID. So it was prime. You actually got it in a day or two. <laughs> I finished it by the next Sunday, or maybe on two Sundays later. Again, Sunday night, I finished A Light Between Us. And I'm like, okay, I, I need to ask for one more sign. I don't need it for me. I need it for Jackie. I need to know, is Jackie going to feel comfortable with selling the business, right? Again, we got three kids in college. You can't print money fast enough, right? And, and so I just needed to know. I needed that uh, as uh, that one last bit of knowledge. So I write that down in my journal and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to find it. Oh, and by the way, what it was, I asked for was three monarch butterflies. I want to see three monarch butterflies. I don't know where I came up with that, by the way. Again, I don't know. And so um, I'm thinking, okay, maybe I'll see them in my backyard at lunchtime because I didn't see them in the morning. And the last time I got my sign the next day, I'm, I'm, I'm peeking around the yard. I'm like, where are the butterflies? Where are the butterflies? I'm thinking I'm going to get it right away. And well, maybe when I come home for lunch, because I live really close by, I'll sit in the backyard. My mom invites me to lunch that day. So we go to lunch. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to see him. Shoot. Okay. So then Monday night rolls around in the evening. It's not, it's summertime, mind you. So it's light out late. And I'm going to my men's group meeting uh, at my church. And, um, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll see him on the way there, right? It could be a bumper sticker. It could be somebody's T-shirt, whatever. I don't see him. And we're in that meeting, and we don't get out until it's dark, and I'm cruising home. I'm like, oh, well, it's dark now. I don't, not too many <laughs> butterflies are flying at nighttime. So we get home. I get home, and I'm like, oh, I thought for sure I'd see a bumper sticker. All right, well, I mean, who am I to say I'm going to you know, get it the same day like the last one, right? Uh, so my, my daughter and my wife are waiting for me because we watched The Bachelor together. And yeah, I know a lot of you don't like The Bachelor, but when you when your daughter will watch TV with you or hang out with you, you'll do whatever they, <laughs> they want to do so you can actually hang out with them. That's the rule of being a dad. And so... Uh, That's a it, pretty cool rule. You know, if you want to hang out with them, which I do. So she was waiting. She's got it pre-taped, you know, so we can buzz through the commercials. 
And lo and behold, so we're on the scene, it's, it's homecomings, and, and the guy, forget his name now, I can picture his face. They're in the backyard, the mom and the dad, uh, and the girl, and I'm like, oh my God, I paused the TV, Jackie. And so there are three, you know what yard art is, right? All of these artistic things you can put in your yard on the grass, on the fence. There are these three massive butterflies. They're probably two feet in width and they're yard art. They're, they're hanging on the fence. And it's funny because two of them were monarch butterflies. Now I asked for three monarch butterflies. Two of them were monarch butterflies. Another one was this colorful, like a fake butterfly, like an yeah. artist uh, created all these different colors, but it was really cool looking which was, you know, laughing at me. Yeah. I, I, I felt it was like, uh, here, all right, we're going to give you two. We're going to give you this colorful one. To quit asking, will you, you <laughs> numb nuts? You got your sign. How much more do you need? And it was literally after those, I was like, okay, I, 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 I'm not questioning Yeah, anymore. you were I'm in after not. that. I mean, I remember when you sent me the video because that's the cool thing that we actually have proof of all these things that have happened. Yeah, because I reenacted that morning right after it happened. Like yeah. I got the newspaper, I took a picture of it. The movie was still on the mule. I, yeah. I mean, I videotaped it. I did a reenactment literally right after because I did not want to forget. Yeah. And then you took a picture of the freaking butterflies. Yeah, I know. So, so yeah. that is how Todd and I met and how that's my irony is now. <laughs> Our backstory. And now we're here. Yeah. A girl so. from Delaware. No, well, New Jersey. I keep saying Delaware. I'm a Jersey girl, but I'm not that kind of Jersey girl. I always <laughs> have to preface that. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm a California guy. I don't talk like New Jersey. But that truly is Myrony. Yes. We'll see you guys on the next episode of That's Myrony Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us on That's Myrony Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the Myronic stories shared today and possibly got you to connect to the Myronies in your own life. As you listen to our podcast, you'll start catching signs that are so subtle, but could possibly have the biggest impact on your life because that's Myrony. Alicia and I wouldn't have created this podcast if it weren't for us paying attention to our own personal Myronies and started connecting those spiritual breadcrumbs. So pay attention to that inner voice and watch Myronies appear in your life just like the guest in our next episode. And please connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and our website at thatsmyrony.com where you can share your unbelievable myronies. We would love for you to share this episode with your friends and family and also comment, like, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And remember, if something happens that makes you say, hmm, that's ironic. It's not ironic at all. It's myronic. Now that's myrony. See you all next time.